0: All right, and I'm live here once again at In Your Head. This is the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, the most honest man in all of podcasting. And a damn handsome man, many have said, Jackie Jones. And I'm here to talk about AEW Dynamite, Jackie Jones' aw dynamite post show and this is the one year anniversary of AEW. so they had their night of champions they couldn't use that name because that's uh, owned by wwe but uh, all the belts were on the line big shout out to marky dubois is here in the chat room uh the pelvic thrusting music right there i agree that is uh, that is some that is some tunage i wrote that myself those lyrics are all mine folks Lyrical genius, along with an internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims. I mean, regular renaissance man right here. Hello, Stephen Butler. Hello, all the fine folks of the Headyverse. Thank you guys for joining me. If you so desire, if you would like to, uh, during this program, if you send in any uh, $10 or more via the uh, Super Chats, I will send you an autograph photo of myself, Jackie Jones, made out to you or a loved one, if you want to use it as a, it would be a great Christmas present, a Thanksgiving present, present possibly a president. President, maybe you want to use it as a uh, as a gift for uh, election day. I don't know, but you put it up on your wall, whatever you're going to do. And the thing is, here, folks, all the all the photos will be different. So you're like, well, I, I did it once. I, I don't want to do it again. I'll I'll make sure to send you a different photo. It will always be signed by me. $10 or more. Super chats. Do it up. Or you can PayPal me. Anyway, we're going to get to this show. It's not all about making money, but it would be good to make a little uh, scratch here. Help pay for the expenses of running the show. All right. So uh, you know they've been promoting this. The one-year anniversary show, all the titles on the line, AEW. So we opened up with FTR versus Best Friends, this match I was really looking forward to. Uh, Interesting way to kick off the show. Uh, Good and bad points with using this first, because it's one of the matches I was looking forward to. So I thought maybe save it for later. But at the same time, it gets you right into the show, because it is, I think, a match uh, that's been built well and people have been looking forward to. Uh, I really thought this was uh, excellent Uh, for 95% of the match. um, I really think best friends are underrated as far as actual uh, talent. Uh, They're funny, and I think um, they can actually be a good team too, not just funny guys. So uh, in the ring, which they really proved uh, in um, in the parking lot brawl match, parking lot fight. Uh, That was one of the best matches of the year for me. And so this made sense to me. You get momentum after that match. You propel them uh, to a title shot. Boom, it makes sense. So uh, they worked really well together. Um, There was a spot, I think after this spot, it started to get strange for me. So so, it looked like one of the guys from Best Friends was going to get counted out. Instead, instead of just taking the count out victory, FTR uh, brings him back into the ring. I think even the commentators were a little, uh, didn't quite understand that because if that was babyface, well for one thing, if it was the guys, if they're trying to win the title, it totally makes sense. But when you're defending the title, I could see as a babyface. I have pride as myself as a wrestler. I don't want to count out victory. I don't want to DQ victory. I want to pin the guy. I totally get that. Even if they, they're still they bad guys and they and competition means a lot to them. i still would get that except for they cheat at the end of the match so it kind of nullifies the idea of you know we're going to keep the titles in any way plus they went through this whole uh 15 minute uh brush with greatness thing where it's, so they have to beat them before they even get a title shot so you know it's already established that they're you know underhanded to keep their titles. so to not take the uh, count out victory didn't make a lot of sense to me. And like I said, I don't, I don't think it, I think it kind of bewildered the commentators. Um, so that was a little strange to me. Uh, and then the, um, it got real wonky. I thought uh, when they went for the, um, the Goodnight express, their finisher and, uh, It seemed like he was, uh, uh, whichever guy from from FTR, he was really waiting for the other guy from Best Friends to come in, and you could tell that because he was a little bit off uh, time-wise. And so uh, it just got a little wonky there. Otherwise, it was a fantastic match, I thought, up until that, but it does take away from the match, um, these couple things. Uh, The belt shot itself looked great because you actually heard it, and that was actually one of the best belt shots I can remember. But um, that whole sequence, was uh, it didn't look very good to me. So, uh, unfortunately, the end of the match was uh, took away f- uh, to me for the whole match. It wasn't the, the best uh, couple sequences there for the finish. And, you know, that's what you remember. Uh, if you mess up something in the middle of the match, it's going to be more easily forgotten. And then um, that went right into Miro and Kip Sabian running in and beating up Best Friends. Um, that would be, that, that's a fine feud. But, uh, one thing I think, uh, AEW could use a little help with on there is, uh, not always, because like I said, going with best friends after they, after they coming off that big, um, the brawl was then they get the title shot. But I think, so you have that, you get a lot of momentum. They lose the title match. Then they get beat down. So it's like two losses pretty much in a row. It, to me, that's kind of hurting their momentum when it's a team that just got newfound momentum and, and a newfound position in the card where people are, uh, can take them seriously now. And then you, you beat them twice in a row, which I th- I, I, to me, I wouldn't have done that. But uh, so anyway, they destroy uh, Miro and, uh, and Krip Sabian destroy uh, the team. Miro is a great look. I'm a huge Rusev fan. Uh, I've been trying to give this uh, – right away, I thought it was a mistake to put him with Kip Sabian. I don't think Kip Sabian's like, talentless or anything, but he's he's definitely not on the same level as uh, Rusev. And uh, I understand maybe the idea is he he gets Rusev – he gets the rub from Rusev. But I don't think um, it's working out that way at the moment. Uh, So they had a match. Uh, I'm not digging this – the character – I get the idea of where he's like a okay, he's a video game guy, he's like a normal dude, whatever. But when he when it comes to competition, he's a you know he's crazy and a badass. Okay, I I can kind of get that, but I'm just not loving uh, Rusev Miro being the uh, the video game guy. It does not appeal to me. I'm not a video game guy myself, um, so maybe I'm biased, but I don't think. that's fine for maybe someone else. i don't think it's a good gimmick for anyone I remember when they did that with the 205 live guy where he he was all about the video game stuff and it doesn't it doesn't compute to, to wrestling i I don't dig it he's even like calling his finisher game over it's not appealing to me and I understand maybe they don't want to do the same old trope as just the big giant foreign guys destroying people and I get that to to some degree but I mean, they tried to do something different with uh, the Funkasaurus. It's like, we don't want just another big man. But I don't know. It's, some things in wrestling don't need to be changed. I'm not digging it. He also flubbed the uh, the camel clutch, which was kind of kind of sad. He I've never seen anyone really – because he went to put it on, and he just totally missed the guy's head. And he's still like, ah. But his, his arms were over the guy's head, and the guy's still putting his head back. I know it's an unfor—it's a small thing, but, I mean, when the match was only a squash match, it, it really stood out. So, unfor- and to me, that wasn't a good segment. Uh So, then we cut backstage. Lance Archer is being at Moxley. I like this. Uh, this was uh, something they did throughout the show. Moxley and Archer beating each other up backstage, you know, to build up to the title match. I like that. Uh, MJF promo at Jericho. I was so excited when this started. To me, MJF is amazing. Uh, Jericho's amazing. MJF and Jericho together have been amazing. Uh, so they start out. Okay. I'm going to give, I hate animal planet line. I'm good with that. Made me laugh. It was very random. Silly. I dug it. Uh, the giant jacket for Sammy. I could take or leave. It wasn't like great to me. And then they just, um, so MJF, you know, was talking about he's going to join uh the um inner circle. And this is where it really fell apart for me. So he's going back and forth talking to himself, like like his inner dialogue, but you hear him talking to himself. That doesn't work for me. Uh, not a fan of that. If he did it, if he did one sentence, maybe or something like that, not working for me, especially live live in the ring, not digging it. Um just dumb, this was too dumb i didn 't like it uh and then they even though these had great delivery by both guys it it didn't work i don't even know if it's great delivery honestly by mjf this this was a miss for mjf for me and that's uh a, a, a rare thing for me to say because I'm a big fan uh and then he, there's something about steak dinner I didn't get it maybe this is a uh joke from it goes over my head. I don't know. Maybe I was supposed to know what the steak dinner thing is, or maybe it was supposed to just be absurd and we'll laugh. But I just thought it it was dumb. Um, Britt Baker. I mean, this okay. This was also dumb. The Britt Baker segment with Tony Shavani. But for me, uh, this probably sounds like Cornette. It, we're, this 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 dumbness is okay with me because it's uh, it's with Tony Shivani and Britt Baker, and it's it's a pre recorded segment. Uh, I can deal with this on the show. Uh, The live segment in the ring with like your two main event heels. It's that's a little different. Um, You can have, you can still have comedy in that, but not to the degree that they went with. So this was funny. I mean, it's not like going to set the world on fire or anything, but it was a silly little segment that that I, that I liked. You saw Tony getting waxed and, and uh, I did like Britt Baker told him to cover that up and threw, like, a towel over uh, Tony's crotch. They, they have good chemistry together. It's funny. Uh, Cody versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, to me, this was match of the night. Uh, big fan of both guys. Cody's back to being blonde. Um, I like the black hair, but I do think uh, seeing him again blonde, he, it, it does suit him better. Um, these guys I thought worked really well together. It was interesting cause Cody, Cody's a versatile wrestler. And so he, in this particular match, he's playing the big guy and, Orange orange Cassidy's playing the total underdog, which he does in every match, but more, but, uh, you know, you think maybe <clears throat> they're more similar size than some of the guys, uh, orange wrestles. He's still a bigger guy, but he, but I thought it, it told a really good story in the ring. Orange, the underdog Cody's a little overconfident. Again, that that's that's a. I think that's an interesting thing to do with Orange Cassidy and his matches where it's established guys, where they don't take him totally serious. I think that works. Um, it works with him doing kind of the, the silly spots because it works within in the match because um, he he'll do something silly and then people think, well, this guy's an idiot. Then they don't hit him with a real move. So it actually makes sense uh, within the sh- within uh, the story of the match. Him doing that kind of stuff. Uh, dark order comes out. They get ejected. Uh, Cody hits a big reverse superplex. That was pretty sweet. It was honestly it was a good match. Um, uh so he's uh, the thing. Orange does sometimes when he's rolling out of the way. Again, this one made sense in this match because he's rolling uh, in the figure four to get out of the figure four. So that worked for me. Um, he hits the uh, beach break, which is like his. Uh, I forget. I don't know what kind of what someone else used to do that move. Mike, Mike Modest. Uh, but he does it on the apron, which uh, they put over. Um, if you're gonna do the stuff on the apron, which really does hurt, at least they put it over and they don't do them too. Uh, definitely don't do them too too often because I know it'd just be dumb. But they put it over as a, as a serious thing, and I like I like that AEW because I know some people don't like that they tell you when there's five minutes left, ten minutes left. But if you're gonna do time limit draws, you have to do that every match. Otherwise, it gives it away that you're going to the time limit. Um, and it builds drama. I think it's, a, it's, an un, it's something that easy to do and you can use in these matches. Other matches, they might do it, and if it doesn't go time limit, it doesn't matter. But in a match that's going long, they keep telling you the time limit. It, build, it adds drama to the match because you know it's going to end, so you're, you know, oh, God, can he win before the, uh, the match is over? Uh, this match, like I said, built really well. And I think this was the so, so right right near the end. Then you know, orange is hitting all his big moves. Yeah, uh, you think he's going to win? He gets him in that roll up thing. He kicks out. Well, he does not kick out. It goes right to the time limit. He did kick out of the the couple moves. Uh, he fell down uh, when he went to do the uh, the the orange punch. So it's not like Cody kicked out of the orange punch. He couldn't he couldn't hit it because he hurt his leg. I like that he has a couple different finishes finishers he has the roll up he's pinned people with he has the the orange punch he's beat people with and he has the uh, the beach um break that he's uh beat people with so when you hit one of them knowing that you beat somebody with them it could be the, you know the finish of the match and uh to me this was the this was uh correct because i again i was thinking kind of like uh the other match where if 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 orange lost two in a row i really think that would have been a mistake and it's mis- it's a mistake to take the belt off Cody after he just won it. So, what do you do? Do you do double DQ? Uh, uh, time limit's perfect because it keeps both guys strong. It continues the story. It tells a story. Cody Cody couldn't beat him, and Orange had him on the line. You know he had him almost beat. So you know people's hero. The people's hero in Cassidy against the established Cody Rhodes. You know. Arguably the the you know the number one guy in the company or, or right up there it was it was good and then uh, they announced later on the show that they're doing the rematch in two weeks so uh, to me this was great the match itself the story of the match everything worked here for me match of the night for me um, The only the only there's the only thing uh, I will say the immediate cutback to, to backstage I thought uh, was a mistake. Uh, they, I think you should have kept on um, Cody in the ring and Orange for another 30 seconds, a minute, and also have the commentators, you know, put that over that Orange had him, had him you know, possibly beat. He should be the champ, or at least it's unproven. N- neither guy proved they were better. So, you know, put that over. Not because when you cut away right away, you know, you kind of. Uh, You need that minute for everything to sink in what you just watched and the commentators to tell you put it over. So I go back to the back, which uh, Moxley is Moxley that this time attacks Archer. So that was cool. I like both guys. I like Moxley. I like uh, Lance Archer, Uh, Matt Hardy. ah, I don't know. I used to really be a big fan of Matt Hardy. I'm not really sure what what's going on with him. I kind of think he's not sure. What do you? What do you Because I think he thinks the the stuff isn't working, the broken stuff. So he's, but at the same time he's he can't just be some guy. I I think he's kind of lost what he can do, or maybe they're eventually leading to to doing the broken again. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not a big fan of uh, of Matt Hardy so far in uh, AW, which is unfortunate because I was looking forward to, to him coming there. Um, they cut to um a video of uh, it's a bunch of uh, Matt Hardy pictures and someone's burning them up and it's a Sammy Guevara. I'm a big fan of Sammy Guevara. I don't know if you want to stick with this feud after everything's happened, but at the same time, you want to get something. I mean, he took, you know, he, he almost got killed. He got hurt. You might as well get something out of it. So hopefully, hopefully uh, their next match, I wouldn't do some crazy hardcore thing. Do, if you want to do a gimmick match, it's cool, but make it like some kind of gimmick match where the actual um, risk factor is is down there. Find something you could do, but don't be taking any big giant bumps. I mean, Matt's already like, he's not fun to, to watch walk around. You know, you feel bad. You don't want, you want the guy like, to actually be crippled up. Uh, so then they had this lottery uh four teams are gonna uh vie for the number one contendership. That's cool. So as a private party, uh Silva and Reynolds, two of the dark order guys, uh Butcher and Blade, which I'm fans of, and uh the Young Bucks. And uh so the Young Bucks were in there and they come off weird as heels, like I think they come off as unlikable. But at the same time, when they, when I don't know. But anyway, uh, they started super kicking everybody. Then it ended up a big brawl. So this is cool. So they are going to lead to uh, whoever wins this, and we'll uh, fight FTR. Uh, I mean, you eventually have to do Young Bucks FTR for the titles. But I have a feeling it doesn't happen quite yet. You build that up to hopefully an actual pay per view when you can, um, when you can do a. Uh, Actual show with, with the crowd. Um, Sheeta versus Swole. This was this was not good. Swole is is you know what's funny is I actually think this was one of Swole's better matches, and it still was very bad because Sheeta's good, but Swole is, is bad. She's not good, she's not ready to, to be on TV, honestly. She's not good at anything. She she can't talk, her matches are bad, she really doesn't have any. I don't think she really even has any charisma or anything. I, I don't see what they, what they see in her and they call her big swole. Like she's this big, impressive, you know, like badass, but she isn't. I, I don't get the, uh, the push for her this bad. Um, I guess there, I didn't know what the dinner deb, debonair or something. I don't know. That's what's coming up with uh, MJF and Jericho uh, even though this this week was a miss for me, I always have high hopes for MJF and Jericho. It's very rare that I don't like either guy. Uh, Eddie Kingston was on commentary. I'm big fan, Eddie Kingston. So that's cool. Uh, Lance Archer came out with a helmet. Why not? I liked it. Uh, some people don't like Lance Archer. I'm a fan. I like he's very strange, and I like he's just crazy. He comes out killing people, beating up the uh, the uh, ring crew guy. That's cool. I dig it. Moxley comes out. Uh, it was a good match. Just, uh, you know, two two guys going crazy, beating each other up. It was cool. Uh, Moxley comes right out and hits the paradigm shift. Uh, you think maybe that's going to be the end of the match, but it, but it wasn't. But that, that was cool. I like that. That uh, makes sense. You know, Moxley's trying to take out the, the big guy right away, uh, but it's not enough to take him out uh, at the beginning. So, uh, yeah, that was a good match. I dug it. Uh, and then... What happened at the end there? I don't know. But anyway, I think I missed it because I had to go boot up the uh, the laptop. But I know uh, Moxie won, and I think uh, we're probably building the Moxie versus uh, some of the guys uh, with Eddie. Stephen Butler says, Archer had more colorful ring gear than Moxie. He did. But uh, yeah, and he's got new, it's uh, got like bright red braids and blonde hair now. I like it. All right. So that was AEW Dynamite. Not the best show. Probably didn't live up to my expectations of, you know, the anniversary show, but, um, uh, the moxie match was good. The uh, tag match was, was good. Almost great. But I think the end, uh, lost me a little bit, but uh, still a very good match. And the Cody orange uh, stuff was great. Um, the swole match wasn't good. And, uh, I'm not digging the Miro stuff and the MJF uh, thing. Maybe that, that might've been funny to some people, but that didn't work for me. MJF uh and um jericho but uh still still enjoyable show i didn't hate it i didn't you know think why the hell the hell am i doing watching this i enjoyed it i enjoyed it you know uh kingston and the art that's right kingston and lucha bros chased archer off they put uh moxie over before besting him up all right beating him up so um who do you think in in, uh, in that group will go for uh the title I mean, they've already did uh, Eddie Kingston, but uh, that's to me the money for as long as, as far as you're know, the build, the promos between Eddie Kingston and Moxley. I'd like to see more of that. Um, you could do kind of an old school thing where Mox, you know, Eddie Kingston keeps throwing his guys at Moxley. Moxley goes through all of them, and then eventually does uh, the Kingston match. That works for me. We'll see. Um, so that's about it for that. Um, I'm gonna go over to uh pro wrestling tees real quick and see what's new at pro wrestling tees. Check this bad boy out. What's new at pro wrestling tees? I think there's a fall sale. Save 20. They sign up for pro wrestling tees, they're not paying me shit, but uh, there's always um, they always send you some kind of deals. I got no, I didn't get this shirt. Oh, well, I did. I actually got it at the actual Pro Wrestling T store. It's a, the Moxley shirt um, for the for the pay-per-view that happened in um, Chicago in uh, February. Maybe I have a colossal shirts, that's pretty cool. Road Warrior Animal passed away recently. Everyone knows. I'm just gonna go look real quick, see what's new for sale. At Pro Wrestling Tees. All right. They got a lot of new hats. They got just plain strip wrestling hat. Hot Rod hat. That would be cool. Uh, Courtney Rush. I'm not sure who that is. Oh, uh, why don't I show you guys? Instead, you don't want us here. So if you just listen to the podcast, don't forget, come on Wednesday nights. Right after AEW, Jackie Jones Show. Watch it up. And Tuesday, the regular In Your Head Show. It's good stuff. And, uh, if you're not around then just, uh, watch on YouTube. All right. Let's see. Should be working. All right. So yeah, we got over here, uh, Rosemary demon assassin hat. I'm not sure who that is either. FWF turmoil, flat bill Hat. FWF thrill kill thrill zone. Who the hell are these people? Uh oh a new Brody Lee shirt. That's kind of cool. He's got like the third eye. Pro Wrestling tees. Brody Lee Sinister. <laughs> third eye, Brody. Kind of cool. This is super bad. Uh, Kip Sabian, Penelope. I actually like this shirt. I uh, probably wouldn't buy it just because not a fan of Kip Sabian, but uh, it's cool. Get kind of Halloweeny vibe to it. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's like a Tim Burton kind of deal. Uh, super crazy. Wow, so uh, Super crazy. has got some merch. Tony. I was limp? What? The fuck? What does that mean? Tony, I was limp. What ha- Oh, I guess it's uh, uh no offense, I don't listen to the podcast, I don't know. I guess it was a uh, Who the hell would want to wear that? Uh, Meyer. Oh, wow. Like, I like the idea of this shirt. You know, it's a versus shirt, but would you really want Brian Myers versus uh, Tommy Dreamer shirt? I mean, if you were there live, I guess, bound by hate. Hmm. Is that at bound for glory? Because, you know, this here is a story bound for glory anyone wants to buy me any of these, though, uh, a large or a medium would be good. Neil Jones, 2 Campbell Street, Sandwich Mass, 02563. I would like this. Uh, Ultimo Dragon shirt. That's pretty cool. Pretty sweet. I actually have Ultimo Dragon hat up here. Young Bucks as zombies. I don't, I guess for Halloween, but don't quite understand. I mean, it's cool. Killing the the business. All right. Kind of cute. Dynamite one-year anniversary shirt. Again, that's something that would be very cool if you are actually at the event. A lot of masks. A Pillman shirt. Oh, Brian Pillman shirt. The Rascals. I guess it's like a playoff of um, a vampire movie. What the hell is it called? Born Wild. I don't know these people. The gatekeeper? Who the hell are these people? You're probably thinking, dude, I've got like uh, 3 million followers. You've got like nobody. The gatekeeper of Australian wrestling, Robbie Eagles. Don't know. It's a weird-ass shirt. And we got the weenies. Eh. It's kind of cute, the weenies. All right, well, there you go. New merchandise on uh, on pro wrestling tees. We need some new uh, in your head merchandise. If anybody out there, I know our, our man Shaheen is gonna uh, is gonna uh, work on some uh, new in your head merchandise. So if you have any ideas of stuff you'd like to see, um, you know, a design, a Jackie Jones inch, any anything uh, in your head related, a heady verse. Would be good actually. Uh, you know, send that into our Facebook page. Leave it here in the comments actually on, on YouTube or email, email me at jack uh, jackinyourhead at gmail.com or iwhwrestling at gmail.com. All right. So I'm going to get out of here. It's a quick show just to uh, talk about AEW Dynamite. There was a longer show last night with uh, Tony Gurria. We got a lot of cool guests coming up on the show. Uh, Manny Fernandez is going to be returning to the show soon uh a lot of very cool people think we have some original glow girls coming on the show uh it's gonna be fun uh tomorrow night is live without your head uh abergale will be returning to the show and uh we're gonna be doing our 13 horror movie costumes so it's it's gonna be me trista robinson terrible troy and rec abigail and we're each going to have our 13 costumes that we from horror movies that we would like to wear if we if if we could uh do so so that'll be fun and um earlier in the day we're going to be doing interviews for um the travel channel for for Tober. that will be a trista robinson and i uh so you can check those out on uh without your head on youtube uh, coming up next week, huge guest uh returning to without your head. Joe Bob Riggs is gonna be coming on the show and talking about his upcoming uh return to Shudder. That'll be pretty sweet. And anyway, check that out. Without your head, without Uh subscribe to Without Your Head on YouTube. If you can't get enough of me, and who can? Boom. Go and do it. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Thanks uh, to the chat room, Marquis Dubois, Stephen Butler, Vince Ruto, and all the fine folks. Um, Again, if you uh, so desire an autographed photo myself, super chat $10 or more or PayPal it to me, and I will sign it to whoever you want. I'll send that out in the mail. Um, If you uh, donate a dollar or more, And the super chats, we will give you a shout out on the show during the show. Pretty good deal. And it helps pay for uh, everything here on the show. All right. There are a lot of expenses. Zoom costs a lot. um, To, to, you know, you can get the free zoom, but then you'd only get 40 minute shows, but you want, you want hours of us. I mean, come on folks. So you got to pay for that. You got to pay for the site. We had to redo the whole site, which was uh, still in works and this 16 years of content. We had to move. It's not a good time. But if you can't afford it, don't worry about it. We're still always going to do the show. All right, guys. I'm out of here. Help spread the head. Share in your head. Share without your head with your friends, your enemies, your relatives, all the good folks and the bad folks you know. You like the show. You want people to watch the show. You want me to be happy and see people watching the show and liking the show. Send it out. On Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh grinder, I don't care, wherever, just send it out. All right. I'm just I'm just the uh, rambling now. So good night, folks. We'll see you next week. Andre the giant Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre good. He could fight, drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight. Andre was big, yeah, 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 it was not small. No, 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 Andre could drink, and he could fight, drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant. Andre was big, yeah, 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 it was not small. No, 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 Andre was big. He was not bad A great big heart and a great big man Andre was big Yeah, yeah, yeah He was not small No, no, no Andre could drink And he could fight Drink, drink And fight, fight, fight Andre the Giant From Grenoble, France